man. Oh my god, I just looked down at my microphone and there's like a dead bug. Ugh. Oh, I'm gonna throw up. Don't throw up. Oh my god, there's a bug on your jacket, too. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck> you! <laughs> Caitlin from the end of the world. <laughs> end of times, man. End of times. End of times. How Ooh. are you doing? I am living my best fucking life. I have nowhere to be. Mm. Nobody's asking me to do anything. Mm. I can only be at home. You're not forced to go anywhere. Not forced to go. It is the best. I have time. Although the work situation, because I work in elementary school, is fucking bananas. Oh, I bet. It, nobody knows what's going on. I have no idea when I'm returning to work. Like I could go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> I could go back next week. I could go back in April. I'm supposed to be available. September. Yeah. I, but like, I mean, not back in the buildings. I don't think we'll be back in the buildings before the end of this school year. Wow. Um, we'll be doing distance. Yeah. I think we'll be doing distance learning because they can't, you can't predict how long this will last. Right. So they need to have something in place now. But, um, our like our district says we have to be available mm-hmm. during working hours yeah. for like meetings and phone calls. So I don't know, like I can't like just have fun, but I'm getting caught up on work, which feels good. Good. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm fully working from home now. So it's it's difficult for us because I work in a college in marketing. Mm-hmm. And so we're still trying to like recruit students and that feels really bad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to be talking about any of that. I think that we should give people a break, but also we have numbers to hit and it's just, it's really tough and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Some that part good. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just trying to do my best to create like compassionate messaging and try to get people to like chill out a little bit on the, the hard sell. That's smart. Yeah. Doing what I can and, um, trying to get some new routines together for working from home, making sure that I actually like put on clothes. <laughs> I'm doing the great wardrobe farewell. So it's a way for me to go through my clothes and clean them out without having to like put aside time. So in the morning, I just put on an outfit I haven't worn in a while. Yeah. And then, and then I wear it all day. I'm not Mm. going anywhere. No one's going to see it. So if the outfit sucks, I just get rid of it, you know, donate it. Oh, I like that. That's a good idea. And if I like it, then it's like, okay, I remember I like this outfit. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that. Well, I'll tell you who's making out like bandits and all this. Who's that? Our house pets. Yeah. Because listen, Clem got a great walk today. She got a great walk <laughs> two days ago. The chickens are getting out during the week. It's amazing. The cat gets extra rubs. Like they are just so happy. Could not be happier. No. Um, well, we hope that all of you are doing okay and that the people in your life are healthy or mm-hmm. if they have been affected, that they are recovering and that it isn't too serious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a very uncertain time. It really is. And hopefully you're finding some art and creativity out there that makes you feel better because now more than ever, people just need to inject that right into their veins, you know? Agreed. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, how I met your mother. Yeah. <laughs> We always love it in our in our darkest times, and this this time is no exception. So, um, this week we are talking about happily ever after. That's right. And before we get into that, thank you so much to my lovely wife Liz for sitting oh. in last week or last time. Thank you, Liz. Um, thank you to Caitlin for letting me take a selfish. 
<laughs> Things have been so crazy. I don't even know why I, I couldn't tape on the on that Tuesday. I had like a horrible, a horrible time. And now I don't remember what it was. Super Tuesday. Oh, the election. That's what it was. See, I don't even yeah. remember. It's, you, I, I, I thought you were joking until no. I looked at your face and you really had no idea. Like I, I didn't want to say it. It feels like that it was like four months ago. It was not. It was, like but honestly, it does ago. feel like, yeah. So yeah, so I full disclosure, it was very, very, very invested in in a candidate who did not do well. We all know if you follow me on Twitter, I I love Elizabeth Warren and I just think she's great. So I was um, very upset and staying up all night to watch the results and text voters and stuff. So Caitlin, let me take a selfish and push and off. Then- and I had parent-teacher conferences the right, whole rest of the week, right. so it just was not. It didn't. Line it didn't up. work out, but that's okay because then Liz and I got to talk about all the exes she invited to our wedding. That <laughs> <laughs> was perfect. It was perfect. Um, everything happens for a reason, kids. Yeah. Maybe not the coronavirus, but everything else. Um, so our next live stream, I guess you and I need to figure out what day we want to do this. But since Caitlin and I are both home. Mm-hmm. All day now, we're thinking of doing a lunchtime uh, on the East Coast version of the live stream on Instagram for our Patreon pals, so our folks overseas can actually participate. Because usually, yeah. y'all are asleep. We can't announce it right now, but watch the Patreon space. We will announce what day next week we are going to do. Um, but just know it'll be at noon. The noon time, so that's 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will try that to see if we can get some more international friends mm-hmm. um, into our Instagram live stream. You can sign up now to be ready and get the alert about the upcoming live stream, patreon.com slash Pod. It's only two bucks, and you get to live stream with us every month. Yeah. In addition to other things, we just released the, the March recipe and book recommendation, so you should go check that out. Mm-hmm. We also have a new website, which it is so fucking professional looking. Oh, thank you! I love it so much. It looks so sleek. Oh, I'm so glad you like it. It's so good. Um, there's a there is a bigger reason for why we created this website, and that will become clear soon. We will obviously tell you when when bigger news happens. Just watch that space. Watch Twitter. You know, you know the deal. And also, speaking of the virus that is affecting all of our lives. I just wanted to say that Twitter is kind of poison right now. And maybe some other places are too for um, disinformation or misinformation and panic and, and fear. And I've been struggling with anxiety with all this shit. I know a lot of other people who are. So the best way I've found is to check Twitter less and to look more at your my state and country's disease control websites, following the actual stats of what we actually have, because that's that's the important part. That's all we that's all we have. The rest is speculation, and it's yep. and it's a bit of fear mongering. So this is very serious. Check those websites in the U.S. CDC.gov is probably the best resource, um, especially if you're from a state that uh, kind of continues to deny what's going on. Which is shockingly still happening. Um, and just follow the normal. Florida. Yeah, just follow the, the normal beaches. protocols. Yeah, but fucking 
Florida's got all these fucking old people. Like, yeah, and all the spring breakers there. Like, it's oh, just, it's just being disgusting. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, social distancing. Keep at least six feet away from people. I decided to basically self-quarantine for the most part um, Mm -hmm. because I don't want this and I don't want to be responsible for other people. So no, if it is not completely required, I am staying inside or in my yard or I'm out in nature. Mm -hmm. I'm not near people. Wash your fucking hands. Yep. 30 seconds, which is um, not 20. Is it 20? I've been hearing 30. I've been reading 20. Okay. See? 20 to 30 seconds is fine. Um, 30 seconds is twice through the chorus of Let's Go to the Mall. Mm-hmm. So sing, there you go. sing it up, guys. Sing it up. Um, <laughs> another thing, try not to hoard supplies and food mm. because there are people who cannot afford to buy like $200 worth of groceries at a time. And they're going to need shit for their kids and their families. Or pay $80 for a can of Lysol. Right. Exactly. And that's what's happened. And I mm-hmm. understand I understand the instinct. It's the same instinct we all have as humans. Just try not to hoard. Try to reach out and see if there's vulnerable people in your area. We made sure we had enough stuff for two weeks. Yeah. And that was, we're because, like, all right, so we don't know what's going to happen in two weeks. Yeah. We're going to be set. And then we'll go from there. And shit will restock. But like you said, a big piece of it is one day at a time, one week at a time. There's Mm going to be a lot of surrender to this, right? Like, we cannot know anything. So just do your best and kind of trust that things are going to eventually... This is temporary, right? Mm -hmm. Trust that things will eventually return to some kind of normalcy. Um, all that being said, I want to do something fun to sort of liven things up while we're all inside. Mm. So this month, March, I will be doing a special giveaway on Twitter mm. that will have some connection to the above rules that I just stated for avoiding spreading the virus. I love it. So watch mm. Twitter for that. And then in April... I want to do a live watch of Woo! 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 I um, love Woo. Right? It's fun. I feel like it's a great, fun episode to watch all together. Um, so stay tuned for details about that. And also stay tuned at the end for legendary moments from listeners like you. It's a lighter It's a lighter week this week, mm. which is fine. I mean, this is kind of like a... It's a fine episode, right? It's a fine episode. It's no woo. You have to just like, it's the closure. Yeah, exactly. Got to close that door. So yeah, stay tuned for that. And let's get into Happily Ever After. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five level members, Russell, Tish, Johnny, and Zed. Thanks to all of our patrons for their support of this show. Remember, our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month and you'll receive all the perks we offer, including monthly private live streams and hymnium themed recipes. You can join for just as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. This is season four, episode six, Happily Ever After. It first aired November 3rd, 2008. Our Writer is Jamie Ronheimer, who we have seen before, and our director is Pamela Fryman, as usual. 
we get a great opener just sort of recapping what happened in the last episode, which was, as we all know, Ted getting jilted. And we hear this song called All the World by Koreatown playing over this um, sort of recap flashback mm-hmm. of everything that's happened. We see St- Stella and Tony on the ferry. And it all feels I wrote down that this is like a classic example of all these different devices that are used to show time passage, right? Mm. So you have the very sentimental sort of nostalgic song and you've got the the overlay of Ted talking and he's clearly reflecting from like mm-hmm. a good distance of time. Yeah. And then we have this slow pull out of the camera mm-hmm. and just like all of it really made you feel like, oh shit, maybe... Maybe they really did skip ahead in time, which they don't do a lot of in How I Met Your Mother. They don't do like a huge gap very often. Especially not like mid beginning of the season. Right. Beginning of the season. Right. And, you know, he's saying things like looking back at it now, I hardly think of her anymore. The painful part's over and you guys are all there for me. And now I'm a little bit stronger. It really feels like it's been months. Yeah. And that they kind of just decided that was dead dead time and they just snapped forward but no this is a comedy and the wedding was 24 hours ago yesterday yesterday literally yesterday and while obviously the first time i saw this i thought that we were jumped ahead but then once you know and you go back you can watch everybody's faces doing like the super subtle awkward shifting and like all right like no one's really looking at him they're drinking their beer for too long right like who's gonna stop this insanity of course it's lily right it was 24 hours ago first of all um robin's shirt what the fuck (laughs) it has this weird tie Mm mm-hmm but the tie's like off to the side and it's like a t-shirt it's very strange It's it's not good not great. Um, but Ted is adamant that he is fine. And actually that this is a cause of celebration. Mm-hmm. Which would be cool in the gang. Celebrate it's jukebox time. Times. Right. And we get a real um, great amount of Ted's chicken wing dance. <laughs> I don't know if this is how Josh Radner really dances, but this move regularly comes out for Ted. So if he created this move just for Ted, bravo. Bravo, Josh. I lo- oh, we should ask him. I know, right? Just be like, was this just specifically for Ted or what? Because Is it your move? He, he does do it a lot. We will see more of it probably in Woo. So everyone starts talking about how they think Ted should be handling this, right? This big thing that happened to him. And Marshall surprisingly wants anger. Because I'm sure Marshall is very angry at te- uh, at Stella mm-hmm. for Stella. for having for having left his best friend in such a lurch, and um, oh, side note, what's up, girl? I want to know what the imaginary guests for this imaginary wedding thought Ooh. when they got invited to the wedding so quick, and then when it was called off. Ooh, you know what were those conversations? The like? judgment. Yeah, so juicy. Like, oh, obviously it didn't work out. Of course. I could have t- I'm glad I RSVP'd no. Or like, <laughs> why did I jackass all the way to fucking Shelter Island? I <laughs> knew that was going to be a fucking disaster. So Lily, all right, so Marshall really wants the anger. Lily wants him to, you know, open up emotionally and let them support, let them support him. 
But Barney's like, no, I think he's okay. I think that he's actually relieved and never really wanted to get mm-hmm. married. Um, and maybe that's where he'll get to, but not 24 hours after, buddy. No. Definitely not. Um, so then we get Such to... Such a Barney response, you know? Oh, for sure. Of course he's over it. He didn't want to get married anyway. Why would anyone want to get married? Who takes more than 24 hours to get over a woman? Come on. <laughs> that's a normal <laughs> amount of human time. Yeah. Come on. Perfectly fine. So then we get this montage of everybody trying to comfort him mm-hmm. all while he's moving back into the apartment. So we see yeah. him unpacking all of his stuff. And I I kind of missed that the first the first watch this time. So I'm glad I went back again. But you see him putting his his stuff back up as as the friends come in and, and try to try to hang out yeah. with him and let him let him unload. I notice he never has a breakup beard. <gasps> huh. I know. I mean, maybe that's huh. that's the t- that's the mm. proof that it, he wasn't over it, right? Or that he was. Hmm. But he he for sure wasn't over it yet. No. I just don't. But it was only two weeks. Do you think he can grow a beard that soon? I don't know. Yeah, but I think you're right. Maybe the beard you're comes right. after this closure you know where it really feels over or it was just inconsistent which is also okay yeah so the the last person to try to help quote-unquote help ted is barney coming in with two very um they're they're in club wear i would say these two women and it's like (laughs) it's like broad fucking daylight it's do you think it's like there's like prostitutes or do you think i have no idea their outfits were just wild and it's it's like noon yeah he's like hey buddy hey buddy i love that marshall wanted to play catch with him like he's a fucking kid whose parents just got divorced um yeah but then barney takes off to the stairwell with the girls and they just go yep yep they're ready for a good time and finally, after two weeks, things boil over <laughs> with Lily. After a simple, let's get something to eat, she snaps at Ted to shut up and then explains that they'd all been there trying to be supportive of Ted and he's making it impossible and it's pissing everyone off. And Marshall thinks he's not dealing with it appropriately <laughs> and reminds Ted of how he held his feelings in and how bad that was for him. And we get, of course, this quick flashback to Marshall sobbing into Ted's arms. <laughs> but... Marshall feels like if he had set Lily's stuff on fire, then maybe he would have gotten better faster. So, like, let it out. Yeah, and, like, this is a chance almost for Marshall to live vicariously through Mm -hmm. Ted's anger because I'm sure there's still a little anger still kicking around in Marshall. Yeah. How could there not be? Agreed. Agreed. Um, But Barney gets the group back on track by pointing out that Ted is probably just really happy and let's eat. So he throws out a restaurant, but it won't work because mm-hmm. it's too close to Stella's gym. So, yeah, Kate, maybe he's not fine. Huh. Because otherwise, the one that was close to her gym would have been fine, and the one between her office and dry cleaners would have worked, and the one that's two blocks from Stella's mother's hairdresser would have also been fine. And especially that one. I love that it gets more and more ridiculous. Yeah. Obscure and ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> And he's like, but don't worry, I have a map. And I love this line. Robin goes, what you got there, Ted? <laughs> like like a kid holding something fragile. Yep. Or like or a, something dangerous. A dead baby bird. Like, yeah. did you do that? <laughs> yeah. 
Child of Rage. It's like a yes. full psycho map. Oh yeah, guys, if you haven't seen the classic Lifetime movie, classic Lifetime Child movie. of Rage, it's probably so problematic now. But Caitlin and I, we should do a rewatch, Ooh. and a, that would be a good. I like that idea. I don't even know where I could find it, but uh, we'll work on oh, it. Oh, I'll find it. All right, yeah. perfect. Maybe the library can get it. For us <laughs> Excuse me. Do you have uh, the Lifetime original Child of Rage from like '92? We need it. It's coronavirus. Oh, got nine copies it. right over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Love the library. Um, me too. Uh, anyway, Ted pulls out this color-coded map. Red are places to avoid. White is okay. And the blue is the water. Blue is water. And there is so much red all over. And Lily points out how ridiculous it is. But Robin helpfully reminds her that water is blue. <laughs> yeah. And Robin, this episode, like her little like one-liners throughout had me legit Lolan. It's a great Lolan. Lolan on the floor. <laughs> or sorry, laughing. Laughing. Eight exclamation points. Now, she got some good lines this episode, that's for sure. She really did. I just fucking love her. She's so good. Mm-hmm. And when they let her shine. This is a this is a big Robin episode. It really is. She really does a great is. job. It really is. Um, so Marshall then calls Ted out on his bullshit because he points out that Stella left him. So why would he avoid her? And Ted is like, yeah, I'm avoiding her. So what? <laughs> that's how we do it. And then we hear all about how the gutless weenies handle things in Ohio. <laughs> and you know what? I am a Gemini sun and rising with a cancer freaking moon. And I will just push down all. I have a lot of emotions, but yeah. I will just push them down. Well, yeah. And I, so, was, I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, it's very Midwest and also very wasp and also very Irish Catholic. It's yep. really just white people. Yeah. Yeah, I can't speak for I can't speak for other ethnicities, but white people do not like to talk about their problems. They don't no. like anybody to be uncomfortable, least of all themselves. And they don't like dealing with their shit. Right, right. So it's it's I'm sure that it's clearly a Midwest issue. Yeah, I think New Englanders are are more verbal about what they hate. Yeah, but none of us like to talk to like our families about things that bother oh. us. Oh, come on, girl. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're not even serious with Yeah, that. right. Come on. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so Ted's like, why confront something when you can avoid it? Yeah. And all he has to do is avoid Stella and he will live a long and happy life. And you know what? It sounds a lot like my first marriage. Oops. Why confront something when you can just Same. avoid it? Well, yeah. And I, okay, so I've started this workbook. Um, it's a cognitive behavioral therapy workbook. I saw that. How is it? I meant to ask you. It's good. I haven't I haven't started the official seven weeks. I've just been, you know, reading the first couple chapters yeah. that sort of give you a, a primer about the therapy, but also anxiety and depression. When it got to the piece about phobias, it really resonated with me because I have I have a phobia of of needles and injuries and injections and all that shit. So I was reading about phobias and the the concept of exposure therapy, and it was talking about avoidance and how avoidance always feels good immediately. It has that instant Mm. gratification of avoiding danger and sort of rescuing yourself from danger. But in the long run, all it does is it confirms your fear of something. Mm -hmm. So like if you're avoiding dogs, the more you avoid them, the more you think that they're scary. 
Yes. So it's this temporary relief that just grows into this greater and greater and greater fear. And here for Ted, the avoidance is just going to grow into the feelings that he's had and is just pushing down. So with avoidance, you're choosing temporary relief over like long-term relief. Mm -hmm. So you're just increasing your own suffering, basically, which I thought was really interesting. Because I feel like though when you do that like this is why i justify it right because i can deal with that small amount of unpleasantness mm. for a long time <laughs> but to do the hard quick painful yeah and you don't it's unknown that. right it's an unknown Unknow- amount. and you don't know what's gonna happen i had to do some things at work that were really uncomfortable for me yeah and they were very hard and I stuck up for myself and I advocated mm-hmm. for myself and then it all fucking blew up in my face. Yeah. But I did it. I'm still not mad about it. I'm, I'm yeah. glad that I did it. And you didn't because die. Because I put it out there. I didn't die. I put it out there because I had to. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't keep living with what I was living with. And so. you aren't dying from the feeling of it blowing up, right? Like that's no. another piece of it is like. I could let it go a little bit. Yeah. And you now have proof that something mm-hmm. like that doesn't kill you. And so it's it right. builds your it builds yes. your your resilience, right? I had this conversation with Chris last night. He was mm-hmm. like, you know, we're laying in bed trying to go to sleep, and I was just like talking about all the things that were making me upset. And he's like, You'll get over it. You always do. Mm. And I said, I know, but it hurts until I'm not. Yeah. And he was like, I know, but You'll be okay. Yeah. Tomorrow's a new day. And then I woke up today. I was like, I feel okay. Yeah. I feel okay. It's amazing. You were right. What sleep will do, you know? Right. Jesus. But yeah, so (laughs) confront your shit, people, because you're just, you're just prolonging the, the worst of it. Um, Exactly. So we get to the restaurant. Oh, I didn't say that part. That's okay. Lily, Lily finds a, a restaurant, a tapas place in the white zone that someone told her about. So they decide to go there. Yeah. So they're there and Ted's instantly charmed by the place. Mm-hmm. Wonder why. And <laughs> Lily suddenly remembers who told her about this white zone tapas place when Stella walks in. And Ted freaks out. He says, follow my lead. So you think maybe he's going to act really cool. And I don't know why I thought he was going to act really cool, but he ends up diving under the table. And so that's, I think, besides the psycho map, this is another hint that things are not right. Mm -hmm. Because that is not normal human behavior, right? (laughs) It's New York City and they're on the ground. Well, yeah, and let's talk about, like, how differently I'm viewing Oh, but you meant, like, also just... Yes, 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 yes. But, like, now when I see people in shows in restaurants, I'm like, don't they know there's a virus on? You know? But then I'm like, oh, whoops. Like, when they were in the restaurant, I was like, oh, my God, they're just getting... Stop touching your face. Stop touching your face. They're getting corona everywhere. Is that you, Rona? Yeah. (laughs) Getting the roni all over themselves. So, um... (laughs) I killed Caitlin with that one. Um, so, yeah, so the rest of them hesitate. But as soon as she turns around, they all duck. Because what is the other choice? She's going to roll over and see all them. And Ted's going to be under the fucking table. Like, they have to they have to play along. Mm-hmm. We find out that she's only getting takeout per Marshall. And uh, Ted is just beside himself. And all of this starts coming out. This... All these different feelings. Like, did she say anything about me? Just r- ridiculous shit, right? And 
Oh, so uh, yeah, like a little bitch. Just, just a little bitch. He did get left at the altar yesterday. True, true. This is the day after, and that's what I forget when we jump to the restaurant. No, it's not the day after. It's a couple weeks later, because right? Because Lily flips out. Oh yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Good. But still, still, still. two weeks later. Like I feel like two weeks in is when the shock has worn mm. off, and it just hurts. Well, yeah, that's what we're about to see here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Marshall. Still wants him to get angry. And Lily says, I don't give a shit what you do in Ohio. You are a New Yorker. You claim to be a New Yorker, so do what New Yorkers do, which is take their pain and shove it in somebody else's face, (laughs) which I love. Me too. And I have to ask, what would you have done if you were Ted and Stella walked in? I wouldn't have hid under the table. I would have went to the bathroom. Really? Two weeks in? I don't want to deal with that. Like if it's me, so you're a flight, fight, flight, or freeze. You would have, you would have run. Yeah, I thought we already established. I'm just like Ted. <laughs> I would have frozen. I don't. I I don't know what I would have. Maybe I would have frozen. Like I would have felt like I had no f- control of my body. I probably would have passed out. To be honest, really? Yeah. 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 If I had been left. At the altar for an ex. And then this talk about fucking trigger. No shit. No shit. <laughs> and then just fucking this bitch is just eating topless like nothing's wrong. Like nothing's wrong. She you just know what? Her she never looked better. Her hair looked more gorgeous. Normal. Her hair looked normal. And that color on her with the I love the stripes the, and the scarf. And the thin and the scarf. scarf. The yes. She looked great. Of course she did. Like, li- yeah. That's always how it happens, right? Yeah. Um so yeah, everyone's telling him to be mad and get out there and be brave, mm-hmm. but it's all easy to say when it's not you, right? And and Ted is their friend, so he knows he can call bullshit. Yes, he's got receipts. So we're about to have a shame off under the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and shame is such a great a great thing to mine for both comedy and drama. If your story is lacking something, you might want to add some shame. <laughs> so... They start talking about all the last people they would ever want to walk through the door and who they would hide under the table from. And so we get this flashback of Lily in high school. And she's sitting there rubbing rubbing her little tummy, rubbing her tum-tum, not looking very comfortable in her little goth, her goth makeup and bangs. And I love how, like, the kids in the class are kids. Like, Pen15. Yeah! Oh, God, I love that fucking show. Mm -hmm, Me too. So... Out of nowhere, Lily farts. And I think she has such a great reaction to it. And it reminded me of a time that I surprised myself with a fart. It was early on. (laughs) Just want to ramble about my farts for a second. Sure, sure. Um, It was early on in my relationship with Liz. Like, so early that we were still doing the Barney and Quinn thing where you didn't fart in front of each other. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was doing it intentionally, but I for sure was. And so it was one of the first times I slept over. So I'm sure the the farts were just backed up. Okay. So yeah. we're sleeping. And it might have even been a nap. And I farted in my I farted in my sleep. And I was so scared that she heard it that I like woke <laughs> up. Like so I farted myself awake. But she was still asleep and hadn't heard it. Aww. Isn't that funny? I remember Chris and I were first, like, dating, I don't know, like, four months in, maybe. And we we're standing outside smoking cigarettes because we we're super cool. Mm-hmm. And he, like, farted, and his face went like, 
one, he just looked at me and was like, guess we can't go back now. <laughs> yeah. And then that was it. And the first, Liz is going to hate was like, this. <laughs> the first time I heard Liz fart, I did also didn't know it was a fart. So both of us like got off with our first farts without knowing. We were swimming in a lake with a bunch of other people. And I like went under, we like both went underwater, but we were like at a distance from each other. And I heard the, f- I heard like what sounded like a dolphin squeal. <laughs> and I came up and I was like, what was that? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. But it was definitely her farting. And she was so embarrassed. Oh, isn't that cute? That's so cute. Oh, Liz just messaged me. It was our first official day as girlfriends. Yes, it was. Oh, her little dolphin fart underwater. And I was like, oh, my God, did you hear that? And she was like, yeah, I don't know what that was. It was so weird, right? (laughs) So there you go. She says, just got it out of the way. Anyway, so Lily farts and she gets really um, scared because this is ninth grade. Yeah. And you're a freshman. Reputations are being made. And so Mm -hmm. she ends up throwing Sasser under the bus when he is like Uh. on the cusp of being cool. Like, he grew, he joined the baseball mm. team, he was a nerd in middle school. He still looked pretty nerdy to me. But again, he was in, in transformation, right? He was, yeah, it was a glow up. Right, so... He'd gone up, now he was glo- starting to glow. He was starting to glow, and then the fart just took him down. So he got this new nickname, Gasser, and I love when Lily says, fart much? It's such a 90s fucking drag, and I love it so much. Turns out the name Gasser stuck to the point that he needed to change schools. Kids are awesome. Kids are awesome. And um, Lily, Lily maintains that if he came in, she wouldn't be happy to see him, but she would definitely apologize, a.k.a. clear the air, as Robin says. Oh, I know. And she's what she say, like, that doesn't come around often. Like, y'all welcome. Y'all are welcome, which is something I still say all the time. She was so, she was just so charming. <sighs> so charming. So charmed with herself. Yeah. As well. She's just having a really good time this episode. Yeah. And a little bit about uh, Michael Sasser. Ooh, Was yeah. played by uh, Max Prado. He was in mm-hmm. um, The Benchwarmers in 2006. Hmm. And then he was a producer for a movie that I don't think ever really went anywhere. Um, yeah. And also, four years ago, he passed away. What? Of a drug overdose, March 13th, 2016. Gasser died? Yeah. So Lily- March what day? 13th. So it was almost exactly wow. four years. Yeah. So Aww. Lily can never apologize. R.I.P. Michael Sasser. I know his IMDb pick is like this, like little round face, little curly haired baby boy. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, I don't like. So when was I'm, he a child star? Like, did he have a bunch of stuff when he no, was little? No, not a bunch of stuff when he was little. Just a few. Just okay, a cool. Few. Oh, how sad. Mm-hmm. How very. I hate sad. when I look up stuff about the extras and I find nothing. Oh my god, like Timmy from fucking <laughs> Passions. <laughs> anyway um let's not take a passion bird walk so ted is ready to just hunker down have the whole meal under the table and make this the new normal and barney tries to convince him that this is 
ridiculous, right? But because Ted's his best friend, he knows too much. He knows too much about Barney, and he knows even Barney would hide under under the table for somebody. And that somebody is Becca DeLucci. I just love how Ted just, like, has everyone's fucking receipts. Right? It's so good. It's like he's been waiting for this for the last two weeks. He's like, oh, you want to tell me that you have no fucking shame in your history? That you wouldn't do this for somebody? I I know what I'm doing is stupid, but all of you would do it too. Yeah, Very normal friend stuff. So <laughs> we find out about Becca, um, Becca, who is, who was one of Barney's girlfriends, quote unquote, upstate. <laughs> Which is a nice way to say she's in prison. So she was in the Bedford, um, was it uh, the Bedford, Bedford Hill Federal? Bedford Hills. Yeah, which is yeah. an actual real prison in Ooh. Westchester County, New York. And I've driven mm-hmm. by it a million fucking times. Ooh, saucy. And I didn't even realize that was, that was the name of it. Because mm. I would looked it up to see if it was real. And I saw where it was. And I was like, oh my God. That's crazy. Isn't it? I'll say hi to Becca next time I drive by. <laughs> um, and I love Barney's line about not having to pay for dinner. Well, I pay oh. taxes, so I guess we all paid for dinner. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. I love that line, too. So I, I feel like the one-liners here, like these little, not like throwaways, but kind of, were so good. Um, yeah, good job, Jamie Ronheimer. Very good job. Um, also, Barney has a blog post called Doing Hard Time. <laughs> gross and it is all about how um it's if you've seen softcore porn something about like you know that women's prisons are hot sexual breeding grounds of uninhibited debauchery Stupid. and there's a prospective prisoner application and there's all sorts of disgusting information on there oh, of course yeah. so ted feels like he is in the right that he is you know, thoroughly shamed his friends. I'm a little bummed out that we don't find out who Marshall would have hidden under a table from. I had that too to talk about. I was really upset about it. Cause we get, we get eventually get Robin, but we also get Barney and, and Lily here. Um, and so they think they're in the clear for a second, but then they end up having to go under the table again. And I have to ask who, would, who, who would you hide under a table from? I want to go back to one quick thing. I don't oh, yeah. think. Marshall's, like, such a good guy. I don't see him ever, like, doing someone dirty where he would feel, hmm. you know? Maybe that's why he doesn't have any... Feel ashamed. Yeah, or... maybe. Maybe. I don't know. You don't have anybody you'd be too embarrassed to see. Embarrassed to see. Or just dread anything that would make you dive under a table. Ugh, my ex-mother-in-law. I hate her. Good one. Ooh, I think it's ditto. I hate that bitch. Ditto on that one. Um, but the one that initially came to my mind was I was a bully for like a year when I was in elementary school. And um, yeah, there was a girl in my class and I was not very nice to her with a bunch of other girls. So that's probably one of my biggest shames, I would say. I might hide from her. Or maybe I would want to apologize. I think the mother, ex-mother-in-law is a really good one. Yeah. Because that lady's, yeah. She doesn't deserve an apology. And I don't oh, have nothing God, to be sorry no. for. No. No. 
So yeah, Ted points out that everyone's still scared of their ghosts. And you know what? He's going to stay under the table. But meanwhile, Marshall pokes his head out and realizes that the coast is clear. So crisis avoided. And, uh, you know, that's how they do it Ohio style. (laughs) Ohio style. That that felt weird to say. Ohio style. Ohio style. Yeah, is that what I said? Ohio style? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I don't even know. Philo Pilo. Um <clears throat> problem showed up, they avoided it, and it went away. Mm, yeah. Actually seamless. just kidding. <clears throat> She's back. So back yep. under the table, everyone goes, and Marshall pleads with Ted, like, come on, we want you to all go out and just talk to her. Please. But Robin speaks up. She's like, I don't. If the person mm. from my past I want to see the least walk through the door, I would not want to talk to them. So we find out that the person that Robin would not want to talk to is her dad, which is really interesting because Robin doesn't get personal very Mm. often. Yeah. And this is pretty personal. This is a big Robin piece. It really is. And we don't get a ton of information about her backstory, um, but we get to know a little bit more about her. And this is kind of heavy and kind of Mm. you see like why she is who she is. Yeah, we get an origin story I wrote. Yeah, and I want to just point out that all of their, like, any backstory we get from any of the characters are always just so, so good. They're always, like, excellent. I I love them. Not all flashbacks are good. Right. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so we go back to the day of Robin's birth, which is where it all began, and we have a hospital room and a man with a cigar anxiously awaiting the birth of his son. Mm -hmm. And I love this line. He says... You give me my son now. Push. Push. <laughs> and he's just so disappointed because Robin was born with um, not a penis, with a vagina. Yep. And But that didn't stop her plans, as she points out, because her full legal name is Robin Charles oh. Scherbatsky Jr. I fucking oh, love oh it. Love it. <gasps> oh, it's so good. And so we get all good. these flashbacks of, like, little baby Robin or RJ, as she was known. RJ. Ugh. That was that was a really good impression. Thank you. Um, and it's just different ways of her dad not recognizing that she maybe didn't like the same things that he was introducing her to. Like when she was hunting when she was eight <laughs> and she didn't want to shoot the deer because they were cute. Yeah. And he says, remember what you said? That was what you said about our, our rabbits. Remember how delicious they were? <laughs> like, oh, this poor girl. Yeah. But she said the low point was when she was 14 and her dad walked walks in on her. So... Um, we see Robin and their, her hockey team has just won like this peewee championship or whatever. And Robin's got this like real short hair and she looks like one of the guys. Mm-hmm. I will point out that earlier in the show was it season one. She said she never played a team sport, but whatever. And right. Thank you for you? pointing that, that out. Well, just, you know, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Um, we already saw field hockey and now there's this hockey. So right. <sighs> It's fine. They didn't know. That was like the pilot. That was like one of the it first episodes. It really doesn't count. It's fine. Right. We'll it's, fine. It it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and her dad, oh my God, who's played by Eric Braden, who, so he is German. Oh. Right? That surprised the shit out of me. Um, he was actually born Hans Gudegast. Okay. In Germany during the Second World War. He was a superb athlete who excelled in track and field. Um, and as a teenager, he came to the U.S. and worked in Texas as a translator and a cow hand and a lumber mill hand. Wow. Like, just like a really kind of cool life. He's like the most interesting man in the world. 
pretty much, but like in real life, yeah, which he really is. But he it definitely is most well known for playing. Um, what's his name on the Young and the Restless? Oh, I just lost it. Some guy, and um, Victor Newman, Pam Pam Fryman directed. Did she direct Young and the Restless? Or was it Days of Our Lives? Well, one of those. She directed a whole lot of of soap operas. And you see a little soap opera-y stuff. Yeah, especially with like the The music music, and the background. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Very like lavish home and all that. And just like the scenarios are just ridiculous and absurd. I totally remember him as Victor because Young and the Restless was... My dad's favorite soap opera. <gasps> Stop it. I can still hear like the piano music. I don't know any of them. If My you, mom didn't really watch them. If you look up the Young and the Restless theme song, it sounds like the piano played in this episode. Oh, yeah? Because my dad worked nights, so he would be home during the day. During the day, yeah. So in the summer, I remember like just hearing that. And he actually, <laughs> my mom found out that he watched The Young and the Restless because someone we knew got cancer. And my dad was like, well, is it, is it melanoma? Like he, he knew something about cancer. My mom was like, what the, f- where did that come from? He's like, this oh. was before people knew yes, things about cancer. The internet was not real yet. And he was like, oh, well, so-and-so had it on, on young of the, young and the rest of <laughs> <laughs> So good job, Victor. I knew I recognized him from somewhere. That warms the cockles of my heart. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so we have this. So Robin walks in with her like teammates. They're celebrating, and he makes this line about how they can go outside and help bring soft drinks and American pretzels. And I love the way he said like his voice. Ugh. Anytime he talks, it's just Butter. so good. What the fuck are American pretzels? What are Canadian pretzels? Right. What are we Canadian pretzels? pretzels? I don't know. I didn't even Google that. That's do they not have pretzels in Canada? Like hard, small pretzels. Or is he going to bring out, like, soft pretzels? That would be cool. That would be a cool dad move. I don't know. I is, was, it like, I was, is it like they're making a play on, like, Canadian bacon? Where they're really... But this is, like, a oh, joke maybe. and there know. is no difference? Canada friends, what are your pretzels like? And do you yeah, call our us. pretzels American pretzels? Or is this all a fucking joke? Because there's a couple little Canada things here. Wait, they talk about Wetzel's pretzels. Doesn't that come up sometime during the... Yeah, those are the big hot pretzels. But that's like a chain that's in America, too. Right, so... What the fuck are American pretzels? Tish? I don't know. I know Tish is in Canada. Yeah. Please weigh in so we know, know what the hell's happening. in bags. <laughs> That's true. Does that go with the Canadian pretzels? We need to know. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> America needs to know. Yeah. Immediately. Right? Um, yeah. So the teammates head out and Kyle uh, kind of hits. Oh, my God. I just looked down at my microphone and there's like a dead bug. Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was disgusting. <laughs> The fuck? Is it good? I can't, uh, uh, I can't look at it. Need to send wait, what kind of bug was it? Is I it, don't know. I can't, it's big. It looks like like a stink bug. Is it gone? Oh, I'm going to throw it Don't throw it up. I can't. Uh, 
can't. I hold on. I gotta send Krista text. Phobias. Lean into get it. This bug for me. No, I can't. Lean cannot. into it. I can't. Avoiding it is only temporary. <laughs> Wait, is it not again. dead? You're jumping like no, it's, it's alive. No, it's very dead. I just can't. My hands are so sweaty. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. It's going to be all right. We're going to breathe through this. Chris is going to rescue you. I have. Oh, my God. There's a bug on your jacket, too. Fuck <laughs> 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 you. <laughs> it was milky, all right? Oh, it was. Gross. I don't like, like a milky bug. Oh, but it's like a big bug, and I don't like the <laughs> crunch. Oh, but, yeah, because then it, like, feels like a real thing. Oh. But it's dead, you said. I know, but I don't... You don't I need can't. to crunch it if it's dead. I know, but I don't want to touch it at all. Can you blow it away? Pressure. I tried. You just tried. I'll take a picture. You tried to blow it? Well, that's how I got rid of it to begin with. Oh. That, that's it. It was here. <laughs> and I blew it off. You're my savior. Good job, Chris. Yeah, so he just came down to dispose of an already dead bug for me. Because <laughs> I couldn't. What a dream boat. Okay, so Kyle and <clears throat> Rachel have this little back Rachel? and forth. Robin? Where did Rachel come <laughs> I from? I don't know. The bug oh, just, like, killed you inside. I did. I think because I looked at Eric Braden. I saw oh, the R.A. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I looked away. Um, so Robin and Kyle start like flirting with each other and, and he's like, I can't believe you missed that empty net or your hoser. And she's like, <laughs> you're the hoser. And they like push each other. And then all of a sudden they start making out, making out. And Robin's dad comes back in <clears throat> and he drops the tray of soft drinks. <laughs> I don't even remember if I got to see the pretzels. The pretzels, I know. And he's like, what, you know, what are you doing? Like your hockey players, your teammates, hockey players don't kiss. Teammates don't kiss. So he goes, I have no son. So, and you have like the organ from the soap yep. opera and then like the young and the restless music basically. And thus started Kyle's long and sordid life of being attracted to lesbians. <laughs> because why the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's or maybe true. he'll be gay someday. Who knows? Yeah, maybe he'll be gay. Because this isn't the boyfriend she ends up sleeping with. Mm-mm. His name wasn't Kyle, right? I don't think so. Right. I could convince myself it was. But <laughs> uh, um, wasn't. What was I going to say? I also don't think that this is the last time we're going to see Robin's bowl cut. Ooh. Doppelganger. Yeah. Yeah. So get into it, guys. Yeah, and then we just get, like, the, a bunch of Canadian references that I love. You know, they weren't doing anything serious. They just went to the blue line. You know how when you're young, you put everything into hockey terms? Naturally. And after that, things went north. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she went to live with her mom, grew out her hair, and became a Canadian pop star. You know, normal stuff. Normal stuff. But Robin says she doesn't <clears> see <throat> the value in talking to him because it's in the past and it's done. And what would she even say? I wish you hadn't raised me as a boy. I wish you hadn't taught me to hunt and fish and smoke guards and drink whiskey. And you know what, Dad? What she say? Like, you know why I throw like a girl? Because I am a girl. Yep. And like, you can see that she's just so upset. And, and like Ted says, like, you've held on to that for a really long time and it's really messed you up. And so he has the opportunity that nobody else has. Mm. He can go confront his ghost and resolve it. So it's done and it, let it go. But... Stella's left. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't stop Ted because he's going to go after her. 
That's right. <clears throat> so in that in that moment where Robin sort of dissolves, it really proves to Ted that what he's been doing is like not cool because Robin mm-hmm. starts out saying this is the right way to do it. But by the end of that little moment, I think she knows that what she's done was has really fucked her up. And that's what I was saying earlier about how you're just kind of putting off the inevitable dealing with it. Cause no matter what mm-hmm. you're going to have to, you want to do it now or you want to do it later. It's up to you. And the longer you wait, the harder it gets. So they're in the limo, uh, in the limo and they're in, in the, the cab limo. and we're getting a, a cab chase basically. And, Marshall's so excited that this is happening. Lily wants to know what he's going to say. And at first, the first thing Ted thinks of is, again, kind of very polite, Midwestern. I'm so understanding. I'm so evolved. Everything's fine. Like, he's still worried about coming Mm -hmm. off well to her. And Marshall pushes him to get mad. And so he tries to hit him where it hurts by saying that Stella hated Star Wars, which is a nice callback to um, that episode. And you got left at the altar. I mean, these are two big things that you think would make him mad. But uh, Ted's just like, nope, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. But then we realize that Stella has missed the exit to New Jersey. And Ted realizes that home is now New York City, downtown, (laughs) at fucking Tony's apartment. His nasty apartment. His nasty apartment after Stella refused to move to New York City. She's going to be the deputy mayor. That's right. So what the fuck is going on? And that is when Ted snaps. This was the last straw. Because she was going to make it move to New Jersey. And he's like in a rage and rips the windshield crank (laughs) off the door. We will gladly cover the cost of that window crank. (laughs) I love how Marshall (laughs) says that. Uh Everyone is so amped up by the time they get to Tony's apartment. And Lily is so brilliant in this moment of saying, we only get one shot. Just take a minute and and think about what you'll say. And Ted allegedly says, I know what I'm going to say, and jumps out of the car. But really, we now know this was the fantasy of what he was going to say, which he says in the cab doesn't really get out. So he says things like, you picked the wrong guy. It's a really bad choice. You've learned nothing in the last eight years, right? All these things that he's been thinking, because this all came out very fast, but that he hasn't ever let on that he was thinking. Just all this hurt finally coming mm-hmm. out. And so everyone's really proud of him. They think it's the best way to go about it. Like, yeah, get out, say that. Really fucking destroy her. And you can, you kind of knew that he wasn't talking to her when she's like, I know I made a bad choice. Like, she wouldn't say that. She wouldn't fucking say that. So he gets out and he gets closer to the apartment to the stoop and then he freezes because he sees the three of them together lucy and stella and tony and he realizes that they're a family Mm -hmm. and that they're supposed to be together and that and we get this voiceover from future ted teaching his kids a really valuable lesson i think which is you have more than two choices I think people often forget about that third choice of really genuinely letting it go, not pretending you have and avoiding it, Mm -hmm. but truly just realizing that you lost, just surrender to it. And it's like I said on um, last episode that this is not his love story. It's someone else's love story. Yeah. You know, and um, then we hear 
Better by Regina Spector pick up in the background. And mm-hmm. finally, it seems like Ted might be actually ready to move on. I remember like after I had gotten divorced reading, you know, about like all the stages that you go through and yeah. how, you know, really like when you finally moved on, it's more like apathy because mm-hmm. hate is still like a, such a strong emotion, but like truly not caring. Yeah. Like in in that way. Yeah, I went through the like sadness and depression was for a long, long time. Mm. Like that was a long one. And the anger, I feel like I'm still not through the anger all the way. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's still because I, I think for a long time I didn't feel very um, like I felt kind of powerless. And so the anger didn't feel like an emotion I was allowed to have. Mm. So now I feel like I can have it and be fucking angry and annoyed, especially when people fucking reach out to me twice in a week. Like I haven't fucking stone cold Steve Austin in your ass since 2013. Like get a fucking life. And I'm sure she's listening to this. So, um, yeah. So the, the anger for me isn't like consuming like the way Marshall talks about. I just like in pockets I can still feel it, but yeah, you just like you can't let either control you. You can't let avoidance yeah. or anger run your life because literally it's just it's just drinking poison. Mm-hmm. No one is feeling it but you. And a lot of people, even negative attention is what they want. So yeah, just yeah. literally, really let it go. And if that takes therapy, or time, or distance. Do what it takes, guys. Yeah. Do what it fucking takes. It's important. Yeah. So what's your legendary moment from Happily Ever After? Easy. Easy? Easy. Ready? Yeah. The Robin Scherbatskys. Both Robin and her dad. Oh, the two Robins. I love Robin's dad. Like, everything about him was just perfection. Yeah. And I love Robin in this episode. I love it. So you like the, the Sherbosky dynasty. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Well, I loved um, my I'm tied for the legendary moment. It's Robin Charles Sherbosky Jr. I fucking love that name. Yep. Makes me laugh every time I hear it. And the lesson of letting it go being being yeah. a third option because, you know, we don't usually get that. So that. That was one of uh, a contender for me for sure. Right. What did you think about the episode overall? It was fine. Yeah. Like it just, it was fine. It needed to happen. Yeah, it needed to happen. I had to get through it. It was, for me, some of the episodes were that, like this, where you just have to move it along, are painful. Mm. And they feel like slow or just like, uh, yeah. like annoying. This moved quickly for me yeah before i knew it the episode was over and we got backstory on people we got a big piece on robin which was sort of came out of nowhere right just surprised Mm -hmm. you and it probably surprised the friends too so that having a a, another plot that takes up some of the time is always helpful for sure um yeah i think it was a it was a plot closer right it was all about the closure Mm -hmm. um it's nice that Ted is ready to move forward, but we don't really know what that means, right? Right. Because like Marshall, he thought he was going to be over it and then he wasn't. So 
we'll see if this is the beginning of good things for Ted or if he's going to struggle a little bit. All right, let's get into tonight's legendary moments. Woo-hoo. You want to go first? Yeah. Um, don't forget to keep in mind, patrons get their legendary moments read in their entirety, and it only costs $2 a month or more if you're feeling generous and are able to mm-hmm. um, to become a patron. Don't forget, you get all sorts of cool shit, too. Yay. All right. So our first one is from Johnny B., one of our patrons, and he writes, Hey, K&K, I'm currently home due to a ground blizzard, and I'm not really motivated to work. I have Himyum playing on the background, so might as well take a break and send you my ledge mode for a couple more episodes. My ledge mode for this episode is the following. When the gang is traveling in the cab to confront Stella, as you can tell, I'm a huge fan of Marshall. His rant about <laughs> her not liking Star Wars is great. Keep up the awesome work. Johnny B. You know this Thanks, to Johnny. be true. <laughs> it was such a good imitation. So perfect. I love him. Um, so next up is Summer, who's another one of our patrons. And Summer says, hey, K&K, I've missed you guys. Sorry I've been gone. I may have fallen down on my favorite murder binge. That's fine. A lot of people like murder shows. We're happy yeah. to have you back. We're yeah, here. Welcome back. We're here whenever. Coronavirus is a great time to catch up on things. So yeah, how about it? <laughs> my legendary moment for this one is the cab driver's face at the end. His face <laughs> the whole time looks both confused and like he's going to bust out laughing the whole time. I definitely suggest going back and watching it if you missed it the first time. Good call, Summer. I feel like I have watched him in the past. I also feel like he might be in more than one episode. Because he didn't mm. have lines in this episode, right? Mm-mm. Did he have any lines? Or he says, like, where to, right? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like I can I s- convince myself. Yeah, right, right, right. I'll look him up. But good call, Summer. We'll go back and watch that. Our next one is from another patron, Emma. And Emma writes, hello, my legendary moment is Ted letting his anger go when he sees Stella is happy with her family. I think although he's clearly upset that Stella left him at the altar and he's not handling it maturely, it's nice that he finally came around and had that realization. And it's not the last time we see Ted have a moment where he learns something, mm. learns, let something go. But no spoilers. Thank you, Emma. Good job. And also there's a PS here, a postscript. My mom's ex had married my parents, and he's my godfather. Whoa! So you get it. <laughs> Fascinating. You get it, Emma. That's great. Uh, next up is Tish. She's another one of our fabulous patrons. And Tish says, hey, ladies, my legendary moment is the opening scene when Ted talks about how he's over Stella. The gang all pauses, and you think they're going to be there for him. And then Lily is like, dude, it was 24 hours ago. And then you realize just how bad it has been for Ted. I know it's weird, but I just love the moment. Regards, Tish. No, Lily has great delivery there. So you're not wrong. Agreed. You're not wrong. And our next one is from Jeff. And Jeff writes, Ted's speech and his decision not to say it. Hmm. Rare moment of personal growth from Ted. How about it? Well said. Good call. Yep. Yes. Next up is Tanya. And Tanya's legendary moment is when Ted makes his big speech at the beginning of the episode about how he's moved on from Stella. And there is a moment of silence before Lily says, Ted, the wedding was yesterday. It's been 24 hours. Good one, Tanya. You're in good company with Tish. And our last legendary moment comes from another patron, Ben. Ben writes, hey, ladies, I hope I didn't miss the deadline on this one. Nope, you got it in. Got him. Here are my legendary moments from Happily Ever After. So did you hear that? It's a plural moments. Yeah. So he's a patron. That's right. You got to read it all. That's right. So you don't have to pick just one, you guys. Mm -hmm. If you are a patron. 
Yeah, if you're a patron. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll pick one for you. <laughs> That's right. We have done it before. We'll do it again. Here are my legendary moments for Happily Ever After. Firstly, Barney's line of, I did not realize that you were home. This just cracks me up every time, and it's so different to the others. Also, Marshall hyping Ted up in the cab is great, especially as he is normally so gentle. The line about the window crank is also hilarious. Yes. Finally, a shout out to the Ohio method of solving problems. We're definitely all guilty of using this a lot, and it makes me chuckle every time. <laughs> I hope the HB fam is coping well with the current health crisis, and I'm sending virtual hugs to everyone. Yours, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, ben. You, f- you fantastic wash fuck your hands. eye, you. Yes, everyone wash your hands. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time for Not a Father's Day, <laughs> which... I don't know if I like all that much. I, I guess we'll find out. I I don't remember liking it. Right. It's not one that like, oh, jumps yay. to the top of mind. So we're going to see what happens. Send your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. If you loved this recap, you can leave us a review now on iTunes or on Stitcher. And both will be very helpful. My goal for the podcast this year is to get us on the apple podcasts chart that'd be crazy that would be amazing in in the u.s we're already on in a couple places but it would be fantastic to get on the one that everybody sees so we need more reviews and more plays on apple so if you guys can help please do use itunes for our podcast uh be sure to subscribe on itunes or stitcher or spotify so you never miss a recap and we hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gordon and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. Hey Beautiful.